What's up, nerds? It's January 18th, 2019. My name is Antonio Padilla, and I'm your Arthur. With me, as always, is my Lancelot, Cliff Miller. Say what's up, Cliff. What's up, y'all? <laughs> All right, so we got a lot of news and a lot of topics to discuss today. Uh, but before we get to all that, I just want to remind people that we ha- we are now partnered with uh, Franken Culture, so you can listen to us uh, on their on their site and any of their outlets. And uh, this is uh, something I'm very excited about. Very cool. Very big big deal. Yeah, this is awesome. And I actually so I've been working with Steve, who's uh, our head honcho over at uh, Franken Culture for a couple of different podcasts, and uh, he's it's super chill, super fun guy, and very very knowledgeable, like in the world of like video games as well as like anime. So it's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun to be able to talk with him about different things, especially because I have a lot of different interests. And yeah, he's a great guy, and I'm trying to see if I can get him on here one day. But because uh, he lives in Vegas. There's such a big time con- time zone contrast, and he just it it's hit or miss with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Like I've been in contact with him uh, over the last week or so, and yeah, I've noticed he kind of hits me up at some pretty unusual times. But you know, I just chalk that up to you know the time zones and all that. But yeah, super cool guy. You know, I like I said, I I'm super happy about how everything's going. Really excited. So. Yeah, I just want to get that. I just wanted to hit that at the top, and uh, like I said, we got a lot, a lot to get into. So let's get into it. <clears throat> right off the top, I just want to mention real quick. Um, I'm not sure this counts as a, ner- a nerdy uh, thing, but screw it, I'm gonna do it anyway. Anybody who doesn't know, uh, the one and only Michelle Pfeiffer has joined Instagram officially. So uh, go give her a follow. I did, I did, and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, I think so. Uh, but that's, uh, you know, I don't know if that's really news. I just wanted to put that out there for everybody, uh, anybody who cares, everybody who wants to go forward, go forward. Show her some love. All right, now the the first real news story we have today is something that sort of just came out of nowhere and has the entire nerd world excited. Uh, Jason Reitman who is a director on his own and is the son of a legendary filmmaker, Ivan Reitman, is going to be directing a new Ghostbusters movie uh, with a release date of 2020. And that's exciting for a number of reasons. Uh, Number one, like I said, Jason Reitman is the son of Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman directed the first two Ghostbusters movies, which are classics. And this is something I've actually been saying that I think was only natural to happen for many years, over 10 years now. I remember I was saying like, you know, if anyone's going to direct a new Ghostbusters, it should probably be Jason Reitman. Cause I was already a fan of his films and uh, he makes great films. Check them out. If you haven't, um, thank you for smoking Juno Academy award winning film. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Like the, I don't think I've ever seen a movie of his that I didn't like. So Yeah. Yeah, and if you haven't seen it already, there is already a teaser trailer, <laughs> which also shocked me. It came out the day after the announcement was made that he'd be directing the new film. We don't have a whole lot of details uh, involving the cast. I believe, just judging by how, how much he was tweeting about it, I 
pretty sure it's safe to say Dan Aykroyd will be involved. But aside from that, who knows? They're keeping a lot of this uh, under wraps. Clifford, thoughts? No, like I'm, I'm super excited, and you're right. It just it came out of nowhere. Like I saw it on YouTube, just kind of randomly. Um, no, but I've heard like a lot of different other rumors too. You know, I have heard that, uh, you know, um, Bill Murray has been signed on to the project. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, of course. You know, so and uh, Ernie Hudson. I heard that the three of them were originally uh, scheduled to come back, and uh, it sounds like it's not a meshing of worlds. It sounds like it's just a serious sequel to the second Ghostbusters, which to me, like I'm all for, I, I love those movies. And they also said along those lines that anything that happened in the eighties will stay in the eighties. This will be a continuation of things that happened in two thousands. So I'm, I'm hyped. I definitely, I'm going in there optimistic because, you know, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are a couple of my favorite uh, guys to watch. So we'll see, we'll see how it all works out. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh yeah, yeah, I heard all the they're saying it's it's going to be for all intents and purposes this is going to be Ghostbusters 3, a continuation of the the first two films. So, I mean, uh I'm going to say something I have an unpopular opinion. I did not hate the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. Um I like it. I don't understand all the hate that it gets. I think people just hated it because, you know, it didn't involve any of the original creative people, but it's a fine movie. I recently rewatched it like apropos of nothing other than the fact that I enjoy it as a movie. And, and I rewatched it prior to this big announcement coming out. Um, but either way, you know, new Ghostbusters is new Ghostbusters. <laughs> so yeah, uh, especially if you're going to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially if you're going to get some of the original people back, if not all of the, surviving original members uh you know rest in peace harold ramus uh but yeah no i so far i have nothing nothing bad to say about what i've heard about this movie so yeah do you know i mean it's funny because like i'm i'm still interested like i haven't seen the newest ghostbusters and now i was a victim of one of those who just heard like terrible things about the movie so i was kind of like i don't i don't know if i really want to check it out but I'm a huge f- fan of Kate, and I, I like a lot of her stuff that she does on Saturday Night Live. So to see it trans transform from the small screen to the big screen, like I'm very interested in. And I know she's been in some other movies, but this is the one where I'm just like, you know what? Like I want to see her with Melissa McCarthy, of course. You know, and Kirsten mm-hmm. Wig. Like they're they're all three fun, and I don't I don't see how like the movie could fall apart, but. I'm I just I just haven't made that leap yet because obviously like of time constraints and I'm like trying to watch like a whole bunch of other stuff together but I will sit down eventually and I'll take the time to watch that movie and not really critique it because I just want to enjoy it as a fan like I don't want to go out there and be like this was trash and here's what my problem was and this was another problem like I don't even care if Chris Helmsworth is Sigourney Weaver in the movie like (laughs) I'm okay with that I just want to enjoy I just want to enjoy it you know I had I recently had some friends uh, make fun of me because they remembered when I liked G.I. Joe, right? And I want to put this in context. Like, they're like, you just wanted to enjoy G.I. Joe. So that's the reason why you enjoy G.I. Joe. It's like, I enjoyed G.I. Joe because I didn't have these super high expectations of an effing movie. I wanted to just enjoy 
what was playing and just live in the moment. Like, I don't want to sit back and think about Hansboro and how they're like, oh, our movie looks like trash. No, I legitimately liked it. And just like with Ghostbusters, like, I'm not going in there with the expectation of, hey, this is going to be just as good as the first Ghostbusters. So I, I will sit back and, and do my best to try and enjoy it. You know what I mean? I do, I do, I do. And, and yeah, like, just like what you're saying, I think people will, I think this goes for a lot of, whether it's sequels, remakes, or reboots, or whatever, people have this idea in their head that if it's not as good as the first, or if it's not as good as the original, then it's just a crap film. And that's not true. There are plenty of great movies, uh, sequels, remakes, reboots, whatever, that are good, even though they may not be as good as the original. Just because you're not as good as something else doesn't mean you're good. You're not you're not good. So yeah, no, I, I honestly, Cliff, I say if you like Ghostbusters and you enjoy any members of the cast, check out the new one. It's funny. It's really funny. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, uh, just... It's not, no, it's not as good as the first Ghostbusters, but what is, right. <laughs> you know, even Ghostbusters two wasn't as good as the first Ghostbusters. No. So, like, you know, yeah, go ahead. Here, here's a question for you. Okay. So since we're talking about like, reboots and remakes and like you know trying to establish like what's gonna be a good film and what's not so recently right we know that uh the crow movie was supposed to start jason momoa and we also know that the movie got canceled right so mm -hmm. the question being and you know this like i and our fans don't know this that the crow is my favorite movie like of all time um for lots of reasons right, right? Yeah. so Oh, yeah. How would you, what would have been your expectations of walking into that movie? Well, I have a very different perspective and opinion on uh, that particular property and franchise because I, you know, I, I own a copy of the original comic book and it's one of my favorite comic books of all time. And don't get me wrong, I love the movie. I love the movie just as much as anybody else. But if for if by some miracle that remake reboot whatever you want to refer to it as ever gets made because they've been trying for almost 20 years now to get this to get a remake off the ground um if it ever gets made i actually have uh, uh different opinions and ideas like there's so much of the original comic book that never made it into the original movie or any of the sequels that I really want to see on screen. And I was hoping that that's what the, the Jason Momoa version would bring to bring to the table. There are aspects of the character, Eric, not Eric Draven. That's Brandon Lee's character in the comic book. He's just Eric. Um, but yeah, there are aspects of the character, certain ways that he behaves and, uh, just just a lot of events, honestly, that are in the book that didn't make it onto film that I still would very much like to see on film. And those were the things that I was hoping to see. But like you said, you know, the movie, uh, it's not happening. It's not anytime soon anyways. So <laughs> is it is it I mean, wild because what you will. our kind of our kind of transition went in from Ernie to <laughs> from Ghostbusters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cool he, transition. Yeah, Hudson, he's in both of those. Since since no one <laughs> since no one's really gonna get that, we're just gonna fill that blank in for you guys. Ernie Hudson, yes, was in was in both films. Yeah. I think there, there you go. I think for me though, like honestly, like my expectations, um, I 
it would have been erased. Like, my expectations were very high for this movie because, obviously, like we said, like, this was one of my favorite films. Um, and you and I, I think we've watched it probably, like, just you and I together from, like, high school till, so like... Many yeah, I so think many it had times. been at least a couple thousand. Didn't we warp a DVD once? Like, I don't know. We've. I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> I think my DVD, like, gave out. <laughs> just like, again? Which is why which is why I had to get the, the Blu-ray when it came out, so... But, so we, you know, we thoroughly, like, in, enjoy this movie as we're trying to kind of hint at. And, like, it's funny, too, because I remember, like, the first time watching it on VHS... Like, oh my god, I said that. So anyway, I remember watching it the first time on VHS <laughs> and, like, not noticing certain things, right? And it wasn't until I read the comic mm-hmm. with you that I started noticing other things, right? So then we watched the DVD version, and just like we were talking about, like, Eric's scar across his face, right? I would have I would have mm-hmm. expected to see that to be a little bit more noticeable in, like, the Jason Momoa mm-hmm. film. So that would have been, like, one expectation, I think, that I would have had that maybe not anybody else would have really noticed. But, um... And then, like, the other thing I yeah, think yeah, I would have... Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, I think... Like you were saying, like, yeah, well, like, when we watched it on VHS, again, I know we're dating ourselves <laughs> by saying that, but on the on the VHS, the first time we watched it on DVD, I was like, holy crap, he has the scar! I never <laughs> noticed that before! And it is, like, it, if you've seen the movie in high def, yeah, you can see it a lot better. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I was hoping. I was hoping that Jason's Eric would have a much more pronounced scar across his face. And so think, yeah, I agree with you on that. And what I'm and, and and the other part too was like, you know, I had these expectations of like Aquaman like sucking ass. Like I wanted Aquaman like for Justice League, right? I haven't seen Aquaman a movie yet, but for Justice League, I I wanted Aquaman to suck, right? Because it's it's coming out and I was like, I don't know who's going to play. And then Jason Momoa was casted and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this this Aquaman's gonna be kind of badass. So maybe the crow's gonna be the same <laughs> way. And like now, like yeah. the crow's canceled. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I I really wanted this because this is huge. And yeah, I wanted it too. Because did you see the he? Uh, unfortunately, the the day Jason like kind of confirmed that the movie wasn't happening, he posted a, a picture on his Instagram of himself in the makeup. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this would have been so awesome. Yeah, and I was, it's it's tough to say, but it I really really would have would have pulled for this because you know, us like my favorite and well like I should be honest, our favorite scene from the crow was the car scene, <laughs> and I would have mm. just loved to see that scene done all over again with the technology that we have for today. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of that movie would benefit from the modern modern technology that we have for filmmaking. But um, I kind of want to talk about something. I I spoke to this with my younger brother because uh, we were talking about this as well. And one of the things that I was talking about that maybe this isn't this isn't as like pro for the remake, but like I was talking about how that movie was very much a product of the time that it came out, you know, the early 90s. And it's very evident if you listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack, still one of my favorite movie soundtracks of all time. I still listen to it today, like, pretty regularly. It's on on heavy rotation. (laughs) Um, Like, I was thinking about if they do do ever do this remake, I kind of feel like the movie 
more most likely would come across like a, a like a cover you know like because i was thinking like if you tried to put together a soundtrack that's as iconic as the original movie soundtrack it would just be modern bands doing covers of those same songs and i feel like that's also kind of what the movie would feel like it'd feel like somebody doing a cover of the the, the movie and um i don't know I don't know. I have mixed feelings on the just on the idea of uh, remaking this movie in general. Like parts of me really want it, and parts of me are very cautious about it altogether. So, well, it's like yeah. It's, so we 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 talk about it, and we kind of joke about it all the time, right? Like, like we we're like, oh man, we want to see another Blade, but do we really want to mm-hmm. see another Blade? You know what I mean? It's like one of those films, mm-hmm. like The Crow, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Blade, uh, Spawn. Like we don't want to see remakes mm-hmm. of those movies because we'd like to think that those movies were perfect in their own sense. You know what I mean? And we don't. And you're right. It has a lot to do with the time that we're kind of in. Because if people watched it now, mm-hmm. they watch The Crow now, they're gonna be like, okay, so it's just some sad dude who goes around and kills people because his his girlfriend got killed. Like, yo, but you wasn't around. Like of like all the crazy shit that was going on in the nineties when they made this movie come out because your soul just got swept with it and you're just like man like i'm attached to this character in a whole different way especially like after knowing spoiler alert for you guys brandon lee died on the set and like our heart broke because here we are knowing that his father has passed away like oh you know obviously a while ago you know bruce lee and then here's brandon lee dying on the set and you're literally like, this dude died making this movie. It has to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it uh, just knowing that he died while they were making that film also, like, it, it creates this sense of, uh, there's this morbid sense of, I don't know, mortality, I guess, that kind of looms over the movie as you watch it. And it, you know, it, it, it's terrible that he he died, especially the way that he did. But it kind of fuels the atmosphere of the movie <laughs> when you know it. <laughs> so, yeah, it creates this bizarre viewing experience, which, again, so much of that movie is going to be hard to replicate or recreate, you know. Unless, Whether like, Jason Momoa the, dies the on atmosphere, the atmosphere, the timing, the music. Like, it's... The music, man, that that soundtrack is so good. Ah, yeah, no, man, I love that movie. Um, I love everything about that movie, even the original comic book. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. It's a mixed bag for me of yeah, emotions. I, I definitely, I definitely feel where you're coming from, though. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we got sidetracked there. <laughs> So yeah, uh, new Ghostbusters coming out 2020. Look for that, folks. <laughs> I ain't afraid. All right, ghost. so we got some more news uh, regarding sequels. Uh, this is again very good news for, uh, if you ask me. Uh, so they announced Christopher McQuarrie is returning to direct Mission Impossible Seven and Eight, uh, with release dates in 2021 and 2022, respectively. Which means. They're going to be making those movies back to back and you can figure out like that probably means it's going to be a two-parter. Uh, I'm excited because Christopher McQuarrie uh, wrote and directed Mission Impossible Rogue Nation 
and Mission Impossible Fallout. And to me, those two are so far the best in the franchise. Like they, they just keep getting better, especially if you saw Fallout. Like, oh my God, that movie was so sick. Like one of the, the best action movie from last year with <laughs> without a doubt. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Cliff, what uh, you got any thoughts on this? So I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of fell out of love with Mission Impossible after the whole Philip Seymour Hoffman kind of situation when, you know, mm-hmm. not, not when he was in the movie, but when he passed away. And so I kind of was like, I don't really want to see another one. But I am interested because I do like Jeremy Renner. And I do like the fact mm-hmm. that he was in one of the Mission Impossibles, obviously. Uh, what, what, he was in two. Yeah. He's in uh, Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation. Yeah, and he's, I don't know, but but Tom Cruise keeps elevating the game, and I keep seeing him do more and more stunts, and it's insane that this man is doing things that only I could dream about, and he's what, like, <laughs> almost 60, 50, 55? Almost 60, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he's like in his late 50s. And he's like yeah, breaking you're his right, leg. Man. It's insane. It's insane what he does for those movies, man. And, like, that's part of the thrill about watching them is, like, because you know he put his life in danger for, for these stunts. And it, 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 it adds it adds to the whole experience, man. Yeah, well, yeah, I, like, I, I agree. the... You know, he fired his insurance company and found another insurance company that would hire him for a scene at, for the for the one scene like that where he jumped out of a building. Like what? Like, do you know how much things could right? go bad? And then you're hanging on a plane and you have like special contacts in case like something hits you in the face and doesn't destroy your eye. I was like, yo, like Tom is going all out, like. Um, I heard that he had the <laughs> scene sure. where he was submerged underwater and he was like supposed to crack a code, mm-hmm. but he overtrained because it was only supposed to be like a like a thirty second scene. He was underwater for like six minutes. So I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, yeah, Tom Cruise is doing things that like I can only dream about in this life, and he's just out here looks like I'm a big kid. Look at all the things I can do. Meanwhile, don't mind me being in this rock and roll movie where I'm singing. Just look at my action films because it's amazing. And I'm like. Dude, even that movie was good, and I I hate Rock of Ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah. I mean, say what you want about Tom Cruise, love him or hate him, but like you said, the man is elevating his game. He's elevating the game. Uh, just the man strapped himself to the side of an airplane for crying out loud, man. Like, that's that's nuts. I would like. I was wondering, how do you top that? How do you top that? You know how he topped it? A halo jump. He performed <laughs> a halo jump. A halo jump. Yeah, like he he trained for like months and uh, like if you watch the the behind the scenes making of on Mission Impossible Fallout, it's insane the the level of 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 planning and training that went into doing all those stunts for real. There's no green screen, no CGI. The man really jumped out of an airplane. Fun fact. <laughs> at high altitude. Fun fact, and Tom Cruise is the American version of Jackie Chan. Fr- straight up. Like, that's not even a joke. That's that's just that's just a fact. That man, like the two of them, I feel like that's what you do for Mission Impossible seven or eight. Get Jackie Chan to be in one of these movies and have them try and out stunt each other. Like Could you imagine? I don't movie? know what Clearly, they have ideas, they have plans, and clearly their plans are so big that they need two movies to pull it off. So, I have no idea what they're going to do, but I'm excited. I'm so excited. 
we're going to have a jump from space. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> space. This will be yeah. It's this will be the first movie. This will be the first movie where a person hangs on the side of a this spaceship Discovery as it's re-entering that and re-entering the atmosphere, yeah. and Tom Cruise is just hanging on a tail, right. and it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Like Tom, I don't oh think that's God, a good decision. Man. No, it's a great one. Yeah, I'll be okay. I wouldn't put it past him. Like I guarantee you, he's thought about it. <laughs> We're still filming Top Gun. I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can't say enough. Like I'm just so excited right now. Like just talking about it, I'm shaking with excitement. I can't wait to see what they pull out. Scientology so. has been so good to that man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so we've got a few things. Uh, we've got some trailers to talk about, Cliff. Uh, some two big trailers dropped this week. Uh, we're gonna lead with John Wick, Chapter Three, Parabellum. Oh boy, let me let me just say, Keanu Reeves, man, like just when you think that guy has nothing left to give this world, he pulls out the matrix or John wick or the guy doesn't stop. man. <laughs> and, and when you see like, like, again, like when you see how hard the guy is dead, he trains for these roles and he, he's dedicated to it. It again, it, it, it adds to the excitement level for these movies. And yeah, man, John wick three, if you haven't seen the trailer, check out that trailer. It looks dope. Cliff, what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, fun fact, Keanu Reeves is our generation of Tom Cruise. Like, <laughs> this man. <laughs> this man is, like, ridiculous. Like, um, so I will be the first to say this, and I know a lot of people are going to hate on me for it, and that's okay. So I have not seen John Wick or John Wick 2, but there is uh, room for improvement in this life of mine, and I will be checking out those <laughs> movies, so do not worry. Um, but no, so... I am very hyped about this movie, and it's only because of all the stuff I saw him do on Instagram and YouTube with the training part where, you know, mm -hmm. he's learning how to take, he's taking out rifles, he's firing, he's dropping them in a you know, into five-gallon barrels, pulling out handguns, firing, working on his fight scenes, like, yo, like, I am super hyped. I am a huge fan of Keanu's, and I used to joke all the time that Keanu Reeves he only plays roles where he doesn't understand what's going on and he's doing really <laughs> well at them. Only problem is, is like yeah. he really showed me uh, in the replacements that that's not true. Like if he's a football player, he could do really good if he doesn't know what's going on on the scoreboard because his team was down <laughs> a lot and he brought him back and won. So shout out to, you know, Shane Falco for that. Um, but then, like, you know, I used to joke because, like, in The Matrix, he didn't really know what was going on at first. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, he didn't really know what was going on at first. Uh, <laughs> point Break, he didn't really know what was going on. But, like, yeah, just this is the, his evolution of character, man. It's just it's phenomenal. And just watching him grow and grow and grow and continue to do roles. Like, I loved him in Constantine. I will be 100. I was a huge fan of that film. So with John Wick coming along, man, I just I'm I'm excited. Like I have to be excited. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And like, uh, you know, I don't hold anything against you for not seeing the movies. All I'm going to say is, dude, watch those movies because they're, <laughs> they're so good. Um, but yeah, man, like uh, 
John Wick 3, I was so hyped for this one. This The moment Chapter 2 ended, because it ends in a way, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's like, oh my god, what's, what is going to happen next? So, and then you see the trailer, and it's like, mm-hmm, yep, all right, let's do it, I'm in. Yo, and shout so, out yeah, to Halle yeah, Berry no, for I, being I'm, in I'm that really movie. Excited. Yeah, yeah, I, f- I forgot that they had cast her in the movie until I saw the trailer, and I was like, oh, yeah, right on. Well, because, like, so, yeah, she yeah, was... another thing to... Yeah, she was in about. another action. She was in another action movie just previously, you know, to see her take on more action roles and not stuff that revolved around either like X Men or like Password Swordfish. I'm hyped, man. I like seeing her in like the badass kind of role. I didn't really dig her in uh, the the movie for um, uh, the WWE where she was like, I think it was like Call Nine One One or the nurse or oh, the yeah, operator yeah, or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So I'm digging her in all these other movies where she's like the tough badass and like she plays them well. And I'm, I'm just, I was like, dang, Halle Berry. Like, Catwoman was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, these again, like that's a great point to bring up. These movies, um, the first movie, the second one, and this third one, they have a great cast. Uh, that surrounds Keanu Reeves and uh, it's funny you mentioned um, Halle Berry's character because I'm pretty sure that role was supposed to be for Carrie Ann Moss who played Trinity in the the Matrix trilogy because I know they they asked her to be in the movie because uh, Lawrence Fishburne is in John Wick 2 and 3 and it was supposed to be kind of like a mini a mini Matrix reunion but I guess she didn't end up taking it for whatever reason. And honestly, if you watch the trailer, the, the lines she has would have made more sense as a callback to the Matrix. You know, yeah. he's like, he's like, we're just it's just a conversation like the old days. It's like nothing, you know, nothing was ever a conversation with you, John. You know, they're arming up. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I have no qualms with Halle Berry coming in for the role. That's that's great. I like I. I love Halle Berry. You know that. We both do. Oh, yeah. Well, like, here's, like, something else, too, right? Like, it's funny how they they casted Halle Berry. You know, they could have, like, they could have gone after, like, Jada Pickett-Smith. Like, she's another person who they could have been like, hey, you want to be in this? Because then you could still do those callbacks. But uh, Mm -hmm. shout-outs to Halle Berry for this movie. She definitely looked really good in, like, the trailer. So Mm -hmm. I'm hyped. I'm hyped to see what what she can pull off. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I... Can't wait to see how it all ends. <laughs> right. So, all right. Yeah. So John Wick 3, uh, check out the trailer. If you haven't seen any of these movies, check those out. Uh, so the next trailer we have to talk about, uh, I know Cliff is excited to talk about, uh, and I know everybody else is freaking out about. So let's get to it. Spider-Man Far From Home. Cliff, I'm going to let you lead this one. Tell me what you think. I need to know. Yo, so let's let's just dive into it, right? And we're going to point out the one thing that you guys might not know. So spoiler alert for those who don't know this. Uh, Peter Parker will return in Endgame. If you guys <laughs> did not know that, based on the trailer for, for Far right. From Home. So let's talk about a couple things that we saw in the trailer that were really, really huge, right? Uh, one, we do understand that if you watched Homecoming, you understand that Aunt May, uh, Marissa Tomei, finds out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And they kind of play up the whole scene, so it was definitely a lot, a lot of fun to see. Like on a, the opening stage, it was great, a great callback. Um, another cool thing that was a really cool callback uh, to 
one of the scenes was uh, they were in Italy, I believe, and while they were in Venice uh, sailing, uh, a certain boat passed by. You guys may not have seen this, uh, but it did give out a big uh, spoiler to um, to a callback to maybe not a comics. spoiler, but definitely uh, uh, definitely an Easter egg. Yeah. So ASM was it two one two? Is that thing that's what the number was? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we were giving so. out a big call out to um to Hydro Man, which was really cool. I I yep. appreciated that a lot, and I rec I recognized it as soon as I saw it. And I was like, wow, that's really a kind of a cool cool callback. Uh, one of my other favorite things that was on here was the big reveal. Like, I forgot, and I wasn't really paying attention a whole lot to Spider-Man Far From Home, only because I was looking so much for uh, Endgame. But shout-outs to Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal taking on the role of Mysterio. Like, that's a that's a major, major one. Uh, we did get call-outs for uh, Magma Man, as well as Sandman, and then Hydra Man, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, we do have... Uh, Nick Fury in here and three I think different costumes I think from what I saw in the trailer so far so I'm very curious to see if it's one suit that gets pushed across or if it's all three suits three different type of suits because obviously we know in uh, Far From Home probably in the beginning of the scene you're going to see the old school uh, Spider-Man's first outfit you may even see an Iron Spider one we don't know that just yet uh, but he did have the call out for the red and black Spider-Man suit, which was really cool. I definitely appreciated that. And then uh, a quick call, which I was, you know, that was dumb hype. This is my my favorite Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Noir. So it was definitely a huge, cool scene to see an all-black uh, Peter Parker. Not not a call out to Venom, even though that's what a lot of people will probably think of. But Spider-Noir was definitely one of the ones I was hyped about seeing the most. Um, outside of that. Uh, just the action sequences look pretty interesting. I did like the fact that, uh, Spider-Man is trying to fight as Peter Parker, and he's just, he's not, he's not doing well, and all of his friends have to, like, kind of, like, talk to him about how much they like Spider-Man more than Mysterio, <laughs> uh, so I definitely appreciated <laughs> that from Flash, so, yeah, that's, I mean, God, there was so much more we could talk about with the trailer, but I think those were my big hits. Right, right, yeah, yeah, um... Yeah, uh, I want to give a shout out to Jake Gyllenhaal as well. Uh, some people know this. Uh, this is a, I'm I'm good for useless stuff like this, but uh, they were filming Spider-Man Two with Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire injured his back and almost could not do the movie. They had already recast the role. It was gonna be Jake Gyllenhaal. Again, training uh, and and everything and for. I believe the week before they were supposed to start shooting and with Jake Gyllenhaal as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man came in. He's like, Hey, I'm good to go. Let's do this. So this is a guy who was almost Spider-Man. Uh, and now he's, he's come full circle. Now he's a, a Spider-Man villain. Spoiler alert. If any of you don't know, Mysterio's a villain. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, no, that's cool. That's definitely very cool. I think so. And uh, yeah, there were a lot of things in the trailer that I also enjoyed. I, just coming off of uh, Homecoming, I enjoyed. I like that they're letting Aunt May in on the, on the secret that her nephew is Spider-Man. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, you know, it kind of just. I kind of like when superhero stories do away with the whole secret identity thing. Like when it comes to friends and family, um, you know, a lot of the the superheroes on the DC, CW TV shows 
do that like almost right away where it's like, ah, I'm not going to do the whole secret identity thing. So, you know, I, I dig that. I dig that. And that's cool. Yeah. The special effects look really, really great. The action sequences look phenomenal. Wait to see what that's going to look like on the big screen. And yeah, shout outs to everybody, man. I dig the idea of taking Peter Parker out of New York and, you know, throwing him overseas somewhere. And uh, letting him run amok over there. Like, yeah, I dig it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Most of you probably remember I wasn't too hot on Homecoming. But this definitely looks like an improvement for me. So, yeah, I'm excited. I'll check it out. (laughs) I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, also, a couple of things to kind of give quick shout-outs to. Um, If you guys don't know, uh, Michael Keaton will actually be back in uh, Far From Home. That's, That's right. So That's it's cool right. to see that Vulture will be around. I'm curious to see how they're going to like utilize him in the movie, especially because he knows uh, Peter's secret. That's right. You know? So yeah, that's right. He knows his secret identity. He does. And so it's very interesting to see like what's going to happen and, and how everything's going to play out. So I'm hyped and I'm just curious to see like where the cross effects are going to come into, like where, what roles we're going to see, what merges is going to happen. If, you know, I'm not sure because I haven't seen anything about uh, Robert Downey Jr. being in this movie, especially because, you know, last time we saw he was still floating in space. So, I don't, I don't know. We'll find <laughs> out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mild spoiler alerts. He, Tony Stark might be dead. I mean, that's not, that, that, I'm in no way confirming that. That's just speculation. Um, but yeah, no, as far as I know, there's nothing that says Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in this movie. Although, you know, Marvel, they're pretty sneaky. So, it might just be a big surprise for everybody. So, right. we'll see. We will see. I you hate to add like speculation to because there's so much out there. So. And let me let me just put this out there. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see, um, like Peter Parker swinging through New York, right? And three individuals come up to him and ask him if he wants to join a new team. And since the Avengers, you know, depending on what happens with the Avengers, right? If all of a sudden, like, you know, three guys, one guy who could stretch out really long, one person who's kind of invisible, another person <laughs> who's a big rock, come to him and say, hey, uh, we just lost a friend of ours too. Would you want to join our team? And then there we have, you know, Spider-Man joining the Fantastic Four. Like, I just think that'd be cool. And that'd be a great way to reintroduce the Fantastic to bring Four. The Fantastic Four. In. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree, man. When you started saying that and I was like, oh, I know where he's going with this and I like it. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, I'm into that idea. There's That'd be like, cool. There's so many cool things that could happen, right? So, like, another one that we could definitely talk about that could happen is that because we know that uh, Samuel Jackson is going to be back in Far From Home, it would be cool if we kind of got to see like the Spider-Man XD world um, kind of merge, mm-hmm. where we would see him like go to school and then he would be training a new bunch of cadets, where we could see, you know danny uh power man and we could see white tiger like all together i just there's so many different ideas that I, I i can't wait to find out because there's so many cool things you could do with peter parker right now especially because he is he's gonna be disney's like hot ticket and they're gonna want to mm-hmm. you know capitalize on all the merchandise that they can for him and you know shout out to sony for like agreeing to the terms but 
kind of missing out hugely with the merchandising detail, especially where Disney gets all those, all that re- all that money, all the profit from the toys. Like Disney's just going to capitalize on all of this, and it's well. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't weep for Sony too much. I mean, they're making money off of uh, Into the Spider Verse. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> oh, that movie's so amazing too. <laughs> that movie is dope. Yeah, I want to just real quick. I want to. I want to bring this up real quick. It's still Spider Man related. People. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is such a good movie and it kills me that it's not doing the business that it should be doing. Like, yes, Aquaman is great and I'm glad that it's it's doing gangbusters at the box office, but some of these other movies that came out at the same time deserve better than what they're doing. Spider-Verse, phenomenal film. And that's a Sony film. I want to clarify, that's not Marvel Studios. That's a Sony film. So Sony's still making money off of Spider-Man all by themselves. But do you uh, think... Into the Spider-Verse... Fantastic movie, amazing movie. Go watch it. The other one that I'm really upset with audiences for not turning out to is Bumblebee. We finally got a good Transformers movie, and you guys aren't going to see. It. What's wrong with you? Well, and I, I will be objective. Let me, let me play on the other side of this, right? So here's two things that we know, right? The last couple Transformer movies, even though I felt like they were, I don't want to say. Bad. They were decent, and they were pretty. I thought they were okay. They were bad. They were I thought bad. they were okay. You can go I, 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 I again. This goes back to this goes back to me saying I enjoyed these movies because I went in <laughs> with very low expectations. Let me let me tell you one of my favorite things that happened in this movie, and it's probably it's gonna be kind of cynical for me to say my favorite type mm. of movies for certain actors is when there's certain death scenes that happen, right? Like I love Deadpool. Mm. I love Deadpool too, but I love Transformers because TJ Miller dies in it. Sorry. I said it. I liked Cloverfield. Hey, no, no, that's, TJ... that's, look, here's, here's the thing. Um, I used to love TJ Miller, but you know, uh, if you, if you've been living under a rock the last two years, uh, some stuff came out about him and, uh, Unfortunately, he turned out to be not such a great dude. So, you know, screw him. Screw him. <laughs> but, but, like, I enjoyed Cloverfield because T.J. Miller died in the movie. <laughs> Spoiler for those who haven't seen Cloverfield yet. Um, and then, as well as Transformers. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing with your lives? <laughs> Yo, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But, like, this, that's kind of where I'm getting at, right? Is I, I, I thought the, the last two were okay. And to take a chance on, a, on, on Bumblebee, even though I'm a huge fan of Bumblebee himself, to take that chance and say, hey, I'm going to go spend close to $40, right, just to go watch this movie and then get snacks, I, I don't know if I can risk that, right? And it's the same way with, with Bro, Spider-Verse. it's such a good movie. It's well, and, I, and I, I know that because I've watched, I've watched other people talk about how great that movie was and how, what, how much it is or how, how great it is. But it's the same thing with, yeah, yeah. with okay, Sony. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying. So, and, so, and, fans, and yeah, I can, I can see that. Fans don't want to go watch Spider-Man for that same reason, right? So Spider-Man three, you know, we agree. Like, well, the thing the- about like Spider-Verse, like I said, like it's a Sony flick; it's not a Marvel movie. Your average moviegoer doesn't know that. It, it, most of the hardcore fan comic book fan base doesn't even know that. That's why I'm clarifying it because I see people who are like, "Oh, Sony can't make a good Spider-Man movie," whereas Marvel has made however many of them so far, and well, they're including Into the Spider-Verse in that. Look and I'm like, Spider-Verse is not a Marvel movie. That's a Sony movie. So, but, but you know, have, they have all words this, on that one. Yeah, but they have all this intellectual property, and let's be real. So with Spider-Man, right, Spider-Man 1 was really good. Spider-Man 2, I thought, was 
it wasn't as good as Spider-Man 1, but it was still really good. Spider-Man 3 was horrible. I'm just going to, I'll be flat out and say it. It's trash. And then, (laughs) you know, Amazing Spider-Man, I thought was, I thought Amazing Spider-Man was good. I really enjoyed it, but I didn't like Amazing Spider-Man 2, right? And Mm -hmm. I don't, there's certain reasons for it, right? Just there's different things that go back and forth and we don't have time to kind of dive into all of that. But for Into the Spider-Verse, it's like, I know this movie's going to be good because it's not focused around Peter Parker. It's more focused around Miles Morales, which I'm, I'm, I love Miles Morales and I don't want to sound creepy when I say that. It's just his (laughs) character is so cool. (laughs) It's hard not to like him. You know, especially because he agree, picks up a mantle man. for someone who, who falls and he's like, you know what? He died doing the right thing. I'm going to do the right thing. And it's it's so great to see like mm-hmm. other movies like or other characters come and try to help him become the best Spider-Man that he can. Fun fact for those mm-hmm. of you guys who don't know, Bumblebee and Into the Spider-Verse have something else that's very much in common. And that's that Hayley Steinfeld mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. actually in both movies. She plays. Yeah, She's she plays Gwen. Of, uh, Spider Gwen. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that my girl, my girl, Spider Gwen. Uh, that was part of the reason I was so hyped to to watch this movie because I love, I love Spider Gwen, and you know the first time we get to see her on on screen, uh, in a major theatrical release was this movie. So I was, you know, the 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 second I saw her in that trailer, I was like, oh, you got my money, you got all my money. <laughs> yeah, when she came, she looked so cool. She was just like, what's up? And I was like. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I see you. And then Spider yeah, Noir so, yeah. showed up, and I was like, "Yep, I'm in." Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what really got me when I, I saw Spider Ham? Yeah. I was like, "Are you serious, <laughs> Spider Ham? Peter Porker? Oh my god, this is great!" Like that's when I was like, "Oh, I love this movie. They're doing so much. <laughs> They're doing God's work right now." <laughs> I was sold oh, when I man. saw him say yeah. Peter Porker, and then like spit came out of his mouth. I was like. <laughs> Yeah, he's wearing a mask. How's the spit coming out? But I don't care because I thoroughly enjoy that that little throwback. (laughs) Yes, yes, I love it. I love everything, like visually the art style and like the the different fighter people have their own individual art styles. Was great. (laughs) That was great. So yeah, no, I love it. I love everything about that movie. You know that reminds me. Yeah, like I'm saying that. Like, yeah, people. There's some quality films out there that people aren't paying attention to, and I, I just feel bad. You know, I feel like. I should do something to help get the word out on those. So yeah, th- those that's my two cents, man. Into the Spider-Verse, go check it out. Bumblebee, please support the crap out of that movie. Even if you didn't watch it in theaters, you know, check it out when it hits home video or whatever. Yep. You know, just Definitely. just show it some love any way you can. It's it cuz it deserves it. Uh so yeah, that's that that's all I have to say about that. Um, so okay, so moving on, or I don't know, Cliff, do you have anything uh, you want to say about Spider-Man Far From Home? before we move on no i so you know i'm very curious because i know that Endgame is gonna have something on it i'm just very curious to see if spider-man far from home has it too but in the very first episode that we kind of cut for frank and culture we did give a huge huge uh shout out to stan lee who is no longer with mm. us and i'm just very curious to see if like if he gets kind of like the shout out that he deserves about spider-man especially because it's spider-man and that's like his creation like i'm just mm-hmm. i'm very curious to see if there's like a nod to him in some f- form or fashion whether he's just like in the background with like a picture up on the wall or if he's like in a magazine or just something along those lines like i need that in my life 
for this movie well, as know, well as I was talking to to some people about this earlier. Um, Marvel actually shot a bunch of cameos with Stan because they knew he, you know, his he, he was getting up there in years. So they like in an anticipatory move, they kind of just shot some cameos ahead of time. So he's gonna show up in at least three more movies before we don't see him again. I'm yo. I'm gonna tell you right now. When I find out what his last cameo appearance is, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. Same. I'm a grown man. <laughs> I will be probably 35 years old. I will be weeping in a theater by myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm sure others will be there, right there with you. If I, if, you know. If I were there with you, I'd I'd be on the ground too in a but puddle of. He went out so tears. young. <laughs> he would have been ninety-eight. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh Damn man. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Allergies. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know. Like I said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. That 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 reminds me so much of yeah, Ready yeah. to Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man I so yeah it. no uh, i'm sure i'm sure there's gonna be I, I i'm sure there's gonna be a cameo in the movie and a, i guarantee you they'll put like a you know dedicated to stan lee at the end somewhere I'm gonna have so to. yeah no um, for sure for sure all right so now we're gonna talk about uh i feel like cliff is probably gonna be a little silent on this one <laughs> but uh for those of you who don't know, The Flash returned this week with a pretty pretty spectacular episode. I really liked this episode. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff. They're setting up this young version of the Rogues, which I was not originally on board with, but seeing it in this first episode, uh, this first episode back, uh, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested. I'll definitely you know, continue. Well, I'm going to watch the show anyways, but yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with this, especially since, uh, well, if you saw the episode, you know what happens. I'm not going to spoil it here, but yeah, there, there's definitely some interesting setup going on in this, this first episode back. And I, I really enjoyed the episode. I really did come at me haters. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So the flash, the flash has come back and that's always a good thing. The rest of the shows come back this week. Supergirl's back this Sunday. Arrow is back on Monday. I believe Legends is on an extended hiatus until March, I think. Um, but, you know, whatever. Take your time. I love Legends. Legends is killing it. So, uh, yeah, DCTV is back. Oh, yeah, uh, Black Lightning also comes back soon. And uh, I'm so excited. My shows are back. <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to, I just want to bring that up. The Flash, good return, good return, and yeah. uh, that's really all I have to say about that. And now I'm going to get into Young Justice. Cliff, come on, man, you got to get in on Young Justice. Hold on, hold so on. Good. I have to give a huge shout out. Uh, I have like been watching Arrow, and I'm on season one, oh, yeah? episode five. <laughs> so I'm so far <laughs> behind. But hey, you're getting there. But yo, let me let me be honest though, man. Like, so I just want to give my my opinion about this, right? So, um, I do understand, like, you know, for my friends who have told me, and that kind of really irked irked me. But season one, yo, I'm so hyped, like watching this show. Like, I do try to watch as much as possible, but it's it is very tough, and I it takes me such a long time to be able to catch up and watch a show. Um, but no, like this show is, I was I was mad hyped seeing Stephen Amell 
uh just do his thing right like so in an episode i'm at right now uh he ditched his new white bodyguard uh to try to <laughs> yeah to try <laughs> to try to get um the dude to to join up with his team and uh he had just went to court when i was uh finishing up so like i'm definitely hyped i mean it's catching up and he's definitely talking about how he knew the security cameras were on board and that he's mm-hmm. like trying to find out who's like planting all this stuff on him. So I was definitely hyped seeing everything go down, man. But I definitely do understand something I want to touch on that we 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 touched on it last week, but we really didn't talk about who it was, right? So uh, we talked about the Music Man last week with the musical between Supergirl oh, yeah, and Flash. Yeah. Uh, that was Darren Chris. Just to kind of give you guys, like, Darren I don't want to make you guys, yeah. I don't want you guys, like, hitting us up on the, the comment and being like, it was Darren Chris, you idiot. Yep, we know. Okay, it was Blaine from Glee. <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> yep, there it is. There it is. So yeah, yeah, no, no, that's good. That's good to hear that you're, uh, you're, you're, you're getting into Arrow. It's, it's good, man. It's, uh, it's funny you say that because I just recently rewatched season one. So as you were giving me your, uh, your play by play, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember all that stuff vividly. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fun, man. This whole world that they've done on TV is, is really, like I said, man, it's, it's, it's like what marvel does two or three times a year but you get it <laughs> a couple times every week right so it's pretty fun and then you get the the annual crossover which is like their big uh their big i i just call it justice league because that's essentially what what it is on tv uh and that's always fun those are always highlights of the seasons right so yeah dc tv is back and so i'm gonna so we're gonna talk i'm gonna talk about young justice and I'm gonna get on uh, three new three new episodes, um, you know, just like last week and the week before that. This is the the new model they seem to be sticking to. Again, I'm not gonna give any. I'm not gonna do a review because that's not what that's not what we do here. Uh, just a couple of things that I thought were really cool about these episodes. Uh, they did the origin story for Vandal Savage, which is really cool considering he's been the villain for the entire series. They fi- they finally did his origin story. And it was pretty awesome. We got to see his whole, his life uh, through time. And we got some name drops that made me really excited. Henry Haywood and Victor Stone. Henry Haywood, of course, being uh, Commander Steel. And Victor Stone, if you don't know who Victor Stone is, what it, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so yeah, we got two name drops, pretty big ones that got me excited. Uh, the new Flash suit looks dope. Uh, he got a new suit, just like uh, a lot of the other Justice League members did, and it looks amazing in animation. It looked really cool. I was really into it. And second, uh, I think mm, one thing that was really, really cool about these episodes, dispatch of episodes, is we got to see, because this is now, what, seven or eight years after season one premiered, we got to see the children of the Justice League. We saw the Tornado Twins, Don and Don Allen. Uh, Mira and Archer showed up. Archer, uh, Aquaman and Mira's son. Still no word on Arthur is because we didn't see him. Lois and John Kent. John Kent being the son of Lois and, and Clark Kent. We also got to see Ocean Master and Lady Shiva. 
And something, this this was not confirmed, but this is just my speculation, this is my theory. They mentioned that the League of Assassins is now operating out of Santa Prisca under new leadership. If you know anything about Santa Prisca, you know that's where Bane operates out of. So my theory is that Bane is now running the League of Assassins. Again, that's just speculation. That's a theory. We got introduced to Granny Goodness, and we found out that the Good Goggles, which is something that was introduced in the, the first episode of this season, are one of her inventions. And if you know anything about Granny Goodness and what she does, that cannot be good. <laughs> She's clearly going to use these goggles to try and brainwash and influence the youth of uh, the planet. And uh, again, that's not good. Not good at all. So yeah, those were my major takeaways from this week's uh, episodes. Um, if there was something, I'm sure there was something else that I missed, but you know, like I said, these were the ones that stuck out to me. Uh, let me know what you guys thought, uh, what your favorite, what your favorite parts of these episodes were. Uh, yeah. Again, Young Justice is just killing it, man. I, I put these episodes on every week and I just, I'm sucked in. It's like being back uh, watching season one all over again for the first time. So yeah, killing it, killing it. Nothing bad to say. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for TV right now. We're, and now we're going to move into rumors, Cliff. We got some rumors to talk about. Uh, we're going to lead with the big one, which is there's there's a rumor going around that Warner Brothers and DC Films are planning a Harley Quinn trilogy that will begin with the Birds of Prey film, which is in production right now. It will The follow-up to that film will be the Gotham City Sirens movie, which we know has also been gestating over at DC Films. Uh, originally, Suicide Squad director David Ayer was supposed to write and direct that movie, but if these rumors are true, that means they're just waiting until Birds of Prey comes out uh, to gauge interest in this before they move forward. Uh, if there's any truth to these rumors, that's pretty ambitious, and uh, I gotta say, I'm on board. Why not? Why not do it? A trilogy of female-driven uh, superheroes and villains. I'm on board. Cliff, what do you have to say about this? No, I'm definitely on board as well. Like, I just, I love the idea that, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of people, um, a lot of just great characters just kind of mesh in and out with each other. It's, I, I don't know, man, just, I'm hopeful that it gets juggled well and the balls just get dropped. I think that's like my big fear because it could be so many projects going on, especially around a bunch of female characters. And I don't mean that in the sense that like, hey, like it's only because it's only female characters. What I mean is that, you know, Warner Brothers is, is biting off a lot and I just don't want them to rush to projects like they did with the Justice League movie because what you end up running into is uh, Man of Steel, obviously Batman versus Superman, Wonder Woman, and then you get the Justice League movie and they all crammed within like a small period of time. And you ultimately like just hurt your whole entire franchise doing it. So for me, I think if they can do this and they can do this right, and they get a time just right, and we have everything kind of moving. Yes, I'm all aboard because I would love to see just you know badass women kick ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I totally I share the same sentiment. Like, yeah, if you if the, if there's any truth to these rumors, yeah, I hope uh, I hope they handle it well, and I hope uh, it all turns out good you know obviously we want good movies and you know this is a to me this sounds like a great idea because people really seem to respond to you know people really responded to harley quinn in suicide squad 
and you know wonder woman was a smash success so sure yeah just keep you know give us some badass female superheroes and super villains and have them go at it and uh, you got my money <laughs> you got my money yeah you had my up. money the moment they said uh black canary was going to be in birds of prey and i'm like that's my that's my other girl right there so you got my money let's do this <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the rumor uh again we i don't know if there's any truth to this this is just a rumor that's been going around and i'm just doing my job to put this out there for anybody anybody who cares we have some other rumors to to talk about these ones have been around for a while but we just never touched on them there are rumors of two animated movies that dc is cooking up and they're pretty big ones uh batman the long halloween and superman red sun which is a an elseworlds tale uh i'm excited for uh, both of these if it's true the long halloween is a comic book story which influenced the christopher nolan dark knight trilogy and it's a it's a seminal story it's essentially the origin story of two-face but it has so much else so much other story going on that if you read it and then go back and watch the dark knight trilogy you can see just how much that story influenced all three of those films so yes, yes to the long Halloween. Red Sun, uh, those of you who don't know what that is, it's uh, an Elseworld story. A what if, if you will. Um, what if baby Kal-El's spaceship did not land in Smallville, Kansas in the United States, but instead landed in communist Russia. And he was then born and raised under those values and those circumstances. You know, who would he be? What would the world be like? And of course, you know, that's something that DC likes to explore with their characters, the whole what if, what if this happened, what if that happened. Let's take characters you know and love, but make significant changes to their backstory or the circumstances by which they were forged. And let's see what that world would be like. So yes, I love these kinds of stories. Red Sun is probably the most well-known. Um, so yeah, these are movies that if, if they really are coming out, I'm super excited. I'm you got any kinda, thoughts I'm, on this clip? So I'm kind of nervous about um, the long Halloween because I do like the origin story of, of Harvey Dent and Two-Face in it. I think the one thing that worries me is that because I'm, I was a huge fan of The Killing Joke and I own that comic and I read that graphic novel to myself all the time. But to me, there was two parts to a movie that I... I enjoyed one half of it and I didn't enjoy the other half of it, right? And I think we could <laughs> yes. kind of like assume of like which ones was what. Which but, one is which, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I did enjoy of The Killing Joke, like I was just a, a massive, massive fan, right? So I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy it. I'm just, it just, it makes me very nervous because I just don't want them killing another comic that I just thoroughly enjoyed or just adding things that was unnecessary. And it would, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't, I, I don't need it to be in there, right? So for some people who might not know, in the Killing Joke, uh, the Killing Joke movie, uh, yeah, Barbara Gordon never hooked up with Bruce Wayne. First of all, that's weird, and second of all, it's just weird. <laughs> weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, and, yeah, and yeah. I understand I, like the I, reason behind it because they wanted. Obviously, like in the comic, if you're reading a comic, you're getting one point of view, you're getting points of view, and you're really getting tied to it. But for those who didn't read 
uh, the killing joke, they're not going to know, you know, so they want to kind of give you a reason to care more about Barbara. And I could understand mm-hmm. like why that was necessary for the movie. But to me, it was just, I just, you know, as a, as a, as just a reader, I was just like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't care to know that. I didn't care about that scene. So. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said. Like, I understand why they added the, the new material to the killing joke. It's just, you could have done that in a completely different way that didn't totally ruin the viewing experience because I agree. I also love the killing joke, the comic book story. And when they said they were doing that as one of their animated movies, of course I got excited. It's one of the definitive Batman stories of all time. And like you were saying, like, yes, they had to add a prologue to it so that the audience would connect with Barbara and, you know, you would get that emotional response when what happens happens. But like I said, you could have written anything else, anything else to elicit that response. Just show her being Batgirl, you know, like have, show her taking down some syndicate or whatever. You don't have to sexualize her and make her some because you're right. It's creepy. It's creepy. It's weird. Nobody was asking for that except apparently the people who wrote it. So yeah no 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 i totally agree with what you're saying on the killing joke wholeheartedly but at the same time i feel like aside from that one adaptation dc their reputation for for adapting their stories as animated movies is flawless like the the one black mark on their record is the killing joke right so you know take that however you want i uh, i'm still very confident that these adaptations will be pretty stellar so yeah yeah and I, I, think, I really don't have anything else to say you know it's, it's just rumors we can only speculate at this right point. and the other part i think i have like a kind of a crazy issue with is when it comes down to um like the you know red sun right so superman's red sun like again it just goes back to that fear of please just don't add unnecessary things to it because it's just it's just gonna hurt the story and you're gonna make me hate the film and then you're gonna give me another reason to hate cal l so please just don't do that (laughs) yeah just don't don't mess with it yeah i agree like because you have the blueprint for it you like the comic book that people love there's a reason people love these things so much so like just use that as your guy and don't mess with it right you know that's that's all i that's all i want (laughs) <laughs> that's all i need that's all i need in this life that's all we want that's all we need i agree i agree cliff do you have anything uh that you want to talk about that you want to discuss that we didn't get to yet uh actually so yes actually so this is nerds of the round table we do have lots of things that we like to spin on this plate uh one of those things i wanted to talk about right and you guys will hear me bring this up on get the ko as well as frankensteiner as well um but shout outs to ronda rousey for getting the chance to voice Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat I don't know if you guys know that or not but she's there and she's in it and uh one of the things that she said too was that she was very hyped that um you know, Ronda Rousey, or that Sonya Blade was one of her favorite characters growing up as a kid, and now she gets to voice that character, so it definitely was really, really cool. I'm really hyped for her. I'm really glad that that's something that she gets to do. So, yeah, big ups to, big ups to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out. Shout out to Ronda Rousey. That's awesome. Yeah, I did, I did hear that, and I thought, that's cool. I like when 
you know, people who are fans of a, a certain thing get to be part of it. That's always, that's always great. You know, yep. love, much love. But yeah, that's all, that's all I want to talk about actually. And then we can, <laughs> we can, we can dive more into Mortal Kombat next week. We'll definitely do that because there's going to be a lot more For stuff sure. that comes out. And, you know, that, that was my game as a kid from ever till now, like Ed, Ed Boone shouted me out on Twitter when I did the midnight release of uh, Mortal Kombat 10. That's right, he did. Yep, yep. So um, I definitely, yeah, I'm a huge, huge nerd when it comes to to Mortal Kombat. And like if I did a five characters that I just did not like in the game series, we could go on for days because I I have more than five characters. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we'll save that for next week. Looks like we're going to have a games episode. Can't yeah, wait, buddy. Just a section. So yeah, no. Uh, st- straight up, man. Uh, before we close this episode out, shout out to uh, Another Realm Studios. Uh, people who do Mortal Kombat, they also produced uh, Injustice, Gods Among Us, and Injustice Two, which are two games that I love. So keeping it in the nerd family, right there. All right. So that's going to do it for this week. Uh, I am Antonio Padilla. You can find me on Twitter at Tron Pilgrim literally everything else at Tron Pilgrim 87. Cliff, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, guys, so you guys can find me on Snapchat, uh, Instagram, as well as Twitter at CM underscore Miller 85. Um, and then also you can find me here on Franken Culture attached with Frankensteiner, which is the WWE podcast, Get the KO, which is the UFC podcast, and jeez, uh, man, and, and you'll start seeing me actually write articles for uh frank and culture here shortly so there's a lot of a lot of cogs that are spinning they just you have i have to get organized to get my time together so i can start putting stuff together <laughs> that's right that's right uh just to piggy off of that like yeah what cliff said uh there's a lot of big things coming uh now that we've partnered up with frank and culture so we're gonna we'll slowly roll all that out and um like i said big things big things very exciting so yeah, once again, shout out to Frank and Culture, and uh, you can find you can listen to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts now, um, and you can find us through any of Frank and Culture's outlets. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna do it for us this week. Join us next week, same nerd time, same nerd channel.